What is up, Goal Line listeners? We are back. Jordan ended up not burning down Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, so he's back too, which means we're here for another episode of the Goal Line. Jordan, what's going on, dude? Not too much. Just uh, getting more and more sad every day as I write up the the preview for Goal Line every week. Uh, today, I had to type week 12, and it almost made me cry. Um, we are officially two-thirds of the way through the NFL season, and that's no good for anyone. I just... Yeah, there's no faking it anymore. You know, before you could kind of be like, well, you know, there's still, you know, seven, eight weeks left. Nah, dude, once Thanksgiving hits, you're on the home stretch, man. You really only got a handful of big college games left to go. And, uh, and yeah, the NFL, it's basically the, the playoff season is here, dude. Dude, this is the last week of regular season college football. Next week is championship weekend and then just bowls and playoffs, man. This fucking sucks. I, I yeah, I'm- this is like it's weird to say this because this is like my favorite week of football. I know that sounds actually, this is my favorite week of sports. College basketball is on from like 10 AM to two o'clock in the morning this whole week. Cause they do all the tournaments and stuff, but I don't know why this, this week of NFL is, has always been my favorite. Um, just something about the three Thanksgiving games. Just, it, it makes the week so much better. And this year we get a black Friday NFL game too. So I don't know, man, just Thanksgiving weekend of football is just awesome. It's just nostalgia, dude. I mean, you grew up like, you know, you get set your watch by it, dude. Thanksgiving, you're going to get up. You're going to see the Lions get their ass kicked by somebody. And then you see, you know, generally a pretty decent Cowboys game. And now, you know, starting back in, I think it was 2011, 2012, they threw us the the bone with the the primetime game with rotating teams every year. So, yeah, you know, football and Thanksgiving just go together like a hand in a glove. It is definitely perfection. All right, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media, and then we'll get this thing started. You can find us on Twitter, X, at goal underscore line underscore pod, and then on Instagram, it is the Goal Line Football Show. So we got a little bit later start this week because we wanted to make sure that we uh, we stayed with you guys to the end of the Monday Night Football game. We got about seven minutes to go in the third quarter of a game that Kansas City's pretty much dominated for the most part, man. Still close enough, though, that Philly can make a game of it. What's your read on the Super Bowl rematch so far, Jordan? Um, there were, You would have thought that it raining would have benefited the Eagles, but, Andy, their offensive line is just getting dominated. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but they look completely unprepared for this game. So I still think the Eagles are an overall better team. Might, might not look it tonight, but I still think they're the better team. And uh, before we went on air, air, me and Seth were even talking about this, like Chiefs go down 14 in the playoffs. Do you really have like that, uh, the fear of the Chiefs just being able to score like 30 unanswered or anything like that? I mean, it, it seriously, their offense, when they shut down Kelsey, it does not look anywhere near the same as it ever has. Yeah, the Eagles undoubtedly got the the better roster, but I think the Chiefs have the better head coach and the better quarterback. So sometimes that can be enough, man. But uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see how this goes. We'll give you guys some running commentary as uh, anything eventful um, happens throughout the game. It's Thanksgiving week, man. Great week of football. Jordan, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. They are our cover photo this week, and uh, there's no better place to start than the Lions. The Lions are 8-2 for the first time since 1962. Um, It didn't look like the most impressive game through 56 minutes, but, hey, man, they scored the last 17 points of the game and got it done and beat the Bears. So, 
I feel like that's, that's a game in years past. Yeah. The Lions are losing 10 out of 10 times. They found a way. I mean, they should have lost that game. The Bears played better than them yesterday, but they found a way to rally there at the end and, and close it out. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, you all, if, if you're Dan Campbell, you almost like that game better than if they just went out there and rolled, you know, 30 to 10 or something. Dude, Dan Campbell is just a phenomenal head coach. Their, their offense played awful yesterday. Jared Goff couldn't hold on to the ball. He damn sure couldn't figure out which team he was playing for. Um, but, dude, Dan Campbell, like, they went out there for that second-to-last drive, and you could just see him, like, pumping the players up and telling them, hey, man, game's not over until it's over. And, dude, they went out there and they won that game. So, yeah, as much as we didn't want to give them a ton of credit, dude, that's a good football team. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but they could do some damage in the playoffs uh, with Campbell as their head coach. Jared Goff still makes me very nervous. If I was a Lions fan, I still wouldn't feel the greatest with Jared Goff under center. Um, He's played really well to this point, but I mean, dude, how much stock are you putting into Jared Goff taking you on a long playoff run is the problem. I I know he did it with the Rams, but I don't know, man. I just, I, I still just don't have enough faith in him to get it done when it matters. He could lose you a game for sure, man. He, I think he's a little bit better than he generally gets credit for, but hundred percent, he could he could throw your way out of a game because he will turn the ball over. And he's not, you know, he's not a real gunslinger like going for the big plays a lot. He just makes some boneheaded plays every now and then. Like there's a couple of times where uh, he got away with some. He could have had more than three interceptions on Sunday easily. I saw at least two Bears uh, defenders drop uh, passes that he had gift wrapped right to him. So definitely something to keep an eye on as we as we hit the stretch with the Lions. Yeah. Um... Still going to be a tough out for anybody, though. The only problem is, and this is getting really concerning, their defense is god-awful all of a sudden. Like, they can't stop anything anymore. I feel like at the beginning of the season, they could at least make a defensive stand or two. Like, uh, dude, I don't trust them to stop anybody at this point is a problem. And if you're getting into a shootout, I don't know, man. I just I don't. I think they're pl- they're playing for the turnover, man. They're like a they're like a big play defense. They're gonna move up a ton of yards, ton of points, but they're just counting on making you know a handful of game changing plays to win it. You saw you know Aiden Hutchinson with the the strip sack to close it out on Sunday. Yeah, it's just. I mean, how much? That's the thing is, how much can you honestly trust? That's what's gonna come down to is Jared Goff. How much can you trust him in the end? Not much. Exactly. All right, let's keep moving. Um, the Broncos win their fourth straight game with an impressive win over the Vikings. I'll be honest with you, nothing about this looks like a dominant football team, but this is where I'm going to give them credit. They play really good defense, and they don't turn the ball over, and that is a winning formula in football. It always has been. Um, yeah. Russell Wilson seems to have rediscovered his clutch gene. Yeah, dude, that – that catch by Sutton was absolutely insane. Yeah, that was a nice play. You know, the announcers did a good job talking about it during the during the game. I mean, he really wasn't open, dude. Russell Wilson just threw him, you know, threw a good pass. He just threw a high ball where Sutton could get to it before anybody else could, and he made the snag. You know, that's two straight weeks with really impressive touchdown catches for Cortland Sutton. Yeah, it's I, – I, I don't think that they're going to, like, make any noise or anything, but, I mean, they're going to keep playing foot, good football and they're going to cause some teams some headaches down the stretch. Um, God, I hate giving Sean Payton credit. I know, man. Dude, it's, he, uh, I, I, he, I hate Sean Payton as well, but they're, since, they're playing some yeah, good football. Yeah, man, they they went they started out 1-5 and, and now they're 5-5, five and five, but 
I don't know what happened, but it looks like it just clicked with them. You know, it just they look so much better in the last couple of weeks. It's it's Russell it's Wilson's wild. quietly having a really good season too, man. Like his he's got some. It doesn't look great when you you watch the games. You, you know, you see a few little glimpses of the old Russ here and there, but if you look at his stats for the season, man, very impressive. Dude, the craziest thing is that 70 to 20 game happened this season. Like it feels like it was like two seasons ago. The Broncos got beat 70 to 20 in week two. And that seems like it was like a year ago at this point. Yeah. The doll, it seems like the dolphins have come crashing back down to earth since then too. I mean, they're still good, but their offense was seeming like they were just going to be a juggernaut through the entire league at one point. But yeah, so far Russell Wilson right now has over 2000 yards passing 19 touchdowns, four interceptions for the season. He's balling, man. He's playing really good ball. Um, Let's talk about the Cowboys. Cause I feel like we really don't give them any love. And I, I really feel like we're sleeping on them at this point. And dude, they are just playing really good football right now. Defense is sound. Dak is playing mistake-free football and their offense looks really good so cowboys are going to be really tough in the playoffs the only shitty thing for them is they could easily wind up playing somebody really good in the first round and that would be kind of shitty for them but they could also end up playing the winner of the nfc south which would be really good for them <laughs> i think they're uh Jalen hurts just ran in a touchdown to uh close the gap here with kansas city we're looking assuming they make the extra point we'll be at 17 14 you're about uh, with a few minutes to go in the third quarter um what's that you're about two minutes behind me um i'll i'll rebump my feet i'll start my feet over um for for me the uh the cowboys i think they could go to the super bowl as long as they can dodge the 49ers in the in the nfc playoffs man they need they need the you know their homeboys the eagles to take out the niners and then i think you know them and the eagles would be a coin toss game it just seems like the niners have got their freaking number you know knocked them out of the playoffs uh several times over the last few years and absolutely rocked them earlier this season. So if, if they can avoid the Niners, though, I think the sky's the limit for the Cowboys because, yeah, Dak Prescott's playing the best he's ever played, and the roster is loaded. Yeah, they're playing really good football. Um, we're going to just do quick hitters on these. Uh, Jags with a huge bounce back. Are you buying into to the Jags still? Because I still don't think they're very good. I think they could easily lose to the Texans this week and be tied for first in the division. Yeah, I think they're going to end up winning that division. I think C.J. Stroud is going to have at least a little bit of a rookie fade down the stretch. But it would not shock me one bit to see Jacksonville um, Jacksonville go one and done in the playoffs. I think I think their best-case scenario is they catch a weak opponent wild-card weekend and sneak into the second round before becoming, uh, you know, cannon fodder for for one of the one of the powerhouses in the AFC. Um, just, yeah, they, I mean, they kick the shit out of the Titans, but – you know, they, they should have do the Titans are arguably the worst team in the league right now after we saw what the, the Giants were able to do this week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely faded big time from the Jags from where we were at on them preseason. Well, while we're on the Titans, dude, it seems like Will Levis has fallen off a cliff since that Falcons game. Um, <clears throat> you watch the entire Titans game. I don't thoughts on will levis i think it's the o-line dude will levis still playing with confidence still ended up uh you know throwing a couple touchdown passes in that game it was out of reach obviously but he still looked all right i really think it's that o-line man you know i I think that extends even ryan Tannehill. i think if the titans o-line wasn't so bad 
Tannehill would probably still be the starting quarterback for them. But, I mean, he ended up going 13 for 17 with two touchdown passes. But they couldn't do nothing. You know, we know what kind of running back Derrick Henry is. I think he had something like 20 yards rushing, man. Derrick Henry had 10 carries for 38 yards. If that tells you what kind of, what kind of job the offensive line's doing. So, to me, their O-line is so bad um, that I think it's hard to give a fair evaluation to Levis. I, I don't think he's the, the four-touchdown pass guy that we saw that first game against the Falcons. But I do still think he can be a quality starter in the NFL. Uh, but they just they they need to focus this offseason on just getting some protection around him so we can actually see what, what we really got at a QB here. They really did a disservice to Derrick Henry not dumping him at the deadline, man. That team is just dead now. Like, it sucks for him because, I mean, you, you just never know with running backs. Like, they're one injury away from being done, and, man, I would have loved to see Derrick Henry on the Ravens. It's just – it sucks for him. Yeah, it would have been awesome. All right, uh, I feel like we got to talk about the Browns. They just, dude, they keep winning. The games are ugly, but they just keep winning football games. So, um, DTR is not, I mean, he's barely good, but it's just their their defense is going to have to win them a lot of games. So, I think he gives them slightly more juice than they had with uh, with PJ Walker. Walker. That's the, the other guy's name. Yeah, PJ Walker. I think he gives them a little bit more juice than what they had with PJ Walker, but it's still, uh, yeah, you know, I just, it, it's tough, man. At some point you're gonna have to score 20 points to win a game. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it against a playoff defense. Agreed. All right, Seth, hit the music. Give us the news, man. You, I know you were smiling ear to ear to text me this, uh, right. this, this afternoon. So we got we got some quarterback news, and this song's gonna fit all of it. Uh, let's start with Zach Wilson. Not only did he get benched, he is now the third string quarterback for the Jets. And with every day passing, it appears more and more like Seth's quarterback is not gonna make it in the NFL. <laughs> I, dude, I don't think he's gonna make it with the Jets, man. I still, dude. I've seen enough that if I'm you know, I, I texted you today. I said, if I'm the Niners, go get him, dude. I would still take a flyer on him, man, if I had a coach that was, you know, a QB whisperer. Like, you know, even somebody like Andy Reid, dude. Imagine imagine Zach Wilson as Patrick Mahomes' backup, dude. I've, just, I've seen enough special plays out of him that I'm still giving him another chance if I'm an NFL team. I, I think he'll catch on somewhere. What do you think, dude? you think he's going to be straight Johnny Manziel out the league? Dude, I just don't think he's good. Like, I don't see the flashes you do. He started 10 games this year, and he has six touchdowns and seven picks. And it ain't like the team around him's garbage, dude. They got Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. They got Brees Hall. Um, they got two good tight ends, and I can't think of their names right now. Like, it's not like it's a garbage team surrounding him. I just don't think Zach Wilson's very good. I, I, dude, I wonder about the O line, dude. You know, Aaron Rodgers only lasted four plays. All every time he dropped back to pass with the Jets, he was running for his life, man. <clears throat> I wonder, you know, I feel like maybe that O line just got him shook a little bit, dude. Uh, obviously, it's no excuse for the way he's playing. He should still be better, even if they had, you know, a, a, a NCAA level O line out there with him. Um, I haven't. I've been like looking to try to find, dude. I I need somebody who is smarter about football than me to explain why he is playing so badly dude because he's got all the physical you know gifts he's got a strong arm he can move around he i don't think he's a dumbass like he seems relatively bright whenever you know he talks and stuff to the media i just don't understand what exactly is going wrong if it's just straight up accuracy or if he's just not seeing the field um 
because it yeah it's almost inexplicable how bad he's been he's he's horrible dude like you you see some of these throws you're just like what the hell is going on man yeah he dirts a lot of throws that he doesn't need to dirt like he gets scared the minute he gets anyone in his face so i don't know man it's weird um the other really bad quarterback news of the week joe burrow man dude Horrible. The problem for the Bengals is is their window was was only like a two three year window, and now you lose a season of Joe Burrow, dude. He's starting to get hurt more than not. I mean, he's been injured coming into every season for the last three years. Like, I'm starting to get a tad concerned about Joe Burrow. I mean, these these yeah, I saw a pretty good line. stat, man. You know, people uh, people were kind of like you know championing the the Ravens for not being so quick to hand out a long-term deal to Lamar Jackson because of, you know, the health concerns by the end of this season, Joe Burrow will have missed just as many games in his first four seasons as Lamar has missed in his six, man. So yeah, you're hundred percent right, dude. Like at some point, like you kind of are injury prone. We'll see. Hopefully he can bounce back from this. Um, you know, we saw the same thing with Carson Palmer when he, you know, the last kind of franchise quarterback the Bengals had, dude, really, really good, but a couple major injuries and he was never really the same for them. And, you know, think about like that 2005 season when the Bengals won the division with with Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada at receiver. Like you thought the sky's the limit. These guys are about to be the new uh, AFC dynasty and it just never materialized at all. Their offensive line is just hot garbage and he just gets hit so much. It's, I just I don't know how any quarterback can can stay healthy behind that offensive line. Speaking of terrible quarterbacks, let's go to Kenny Pickett, dude. <laughs> there. In the history of the NFL, quarterbacks that have thrown a minimum of 500 passes, the, the, he is the only one that is under 2% touchdown rating for his career. That means every 100 passes he throws, he's throwing two touchdowns, not even two who, touchdowns. Who dropped you that little nugget? Well, I heard it yesterday, too, and then Seth dropped it as well. <laughs> but, dude. Yeah, it's a pretty telling stat. The production's <clears throat> just not there, man. I was talking – so uh, my my little brother, dude, he would never do a podcast just because he's a lot more uh, just quiet and reserved than, like, me and Jordan are. Um, but he uh, – you know, me and him talk a lot about football because he's a hardcore fan, too. He played, you know, quarterback in high school. Actually made it to, got a college scholarship. So pretty high-level football player. We were, we were discussing that, you know – he doesn't get all the negative pub because he doesn't throw a ton of picks, right? Like he's not, he's not super turnover prone, but we think that the NFL has kind of gotten um, like quarterbacking in the NFL has gotten a little bit too cautious, right? Like you got guys that are just, they're valuing no interceptions above anything else at the, at the lack of, you know, inexpensive production. Right. So like I, to me, I'd take somebody like Jameis Winston, who's going to give me 300 yards and, you know, a couple touchdowns. And maybe, you know, you have some weeks where there's two or three picks. I'll take that over somebody who's just going to give me 150 yards every Sunday. Cause that's just not doing it. You saw yesterday, that game was right there for them to win. Defense held the Browns at 13 points, and you still freaking lose. Dude, I heard something on the way home, too. Kenny Pickett threw zero passes over 10 yards yesterday. Like, how can you win like that? There's just no way to win like that. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just – it's insane that somebody could be this bad at playing quarterback in the NFL. Like, dude, we've talked about this numerous times. And it's even more prevalent to the quarterback position. Like you have to be the best point zero 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 one percent of the world to be a quarterback in the NFL. And how someone could possibly be this bad is just beyond me. It's it's insane, honestly. 
Yeah, I know I'm friends with Steelers fans, and they've almost been in a sick way, like rooting against their team because they feel like the the record they were piling up this year was it meant that it was just going to be more of the status quo, right? Nothing was going to change because they're still winning. Um, but they've been they've been very frustrated about the the on field product for the last couple seasons. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not good. Um, and we always wrap this up with the race for number one. Uh, nothing changed this week. The Panthers are still the worst team in the NFL. So bears are still in line to get the number one pick. I did hear something interesting yesterday though. They said the bears would have to be blown away by one of the quarterback prospects to take a quarterback. Dude. Hmm. If I don't know, dude, Justin hold on, Field. Hold on, I mean, he's had on. some good games, but go ahead. Hold, hold on. You cannot have the number one pick two years in a row and not draft a quarterback. I'm sorry. If you're the number one pick two years in a row, quarterback is the most important position in football. <laughs> and if you've been bad enough to get the number one pick two years in a row, no matter whose pick it is, you have to take a quarterback. There's just there's no way that they can look at the NFL right now and think, yeah, Justin Fields is the answer. I mean, dude, look at C.J. Stroud, and they could have had him last year. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I don't think you can pass on another quarterback. And I get it. Everybody's down on Caleb Williams right now. Dude, I still think Caleb Williams is going to be a way better pro than Justin Fields as far as the quarterback position is concerned. I just, I, I don't understand how you could pass twice on a quarterback at number one. But it is the Bears. I like Drake May, about. man. I like Drake May out of, out of North Carolina, dude. He's real good too, man. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Penix out of, out of Washington. So it's going to be some studs to pick from at the QB position. I mean, don't you agree, though? Like, dude, there's no way you can have the number one pick two years in a row unless you have an absolute franchise quarterback and not take a quarterback. I just, dude, you don't get I the mean, number dude, one pick They're there pick with them in the, the building every day. They might think Justin Fields is their franchise quarterback, man. Well, they're about to they fire. They see this guy way more than f- we do. They're about to fire everybody before those decisions are made. So just because the current staff says that's what they're doing doesn't mean that's what they're doing because – I got a feeling they're not going to be starting over with another number one pick with the same regime they got right now. Eberflus is a moron. I still don't think Poles yeah. is a very good GM either. I mean, this guy traded the number one pick in the second round for Chase Claypool, and he, he dumped Roquan Smith for a second round pick. Like, I don't think that this guy should be crowned as some kind of genius right now. Yeah, I mean, the Bears had a little bit of success there in the mid-2000s, like the Brian Erlacher, Devin Hester years, but... I'd say, you know, and over the last 20 years, they're right there at the bottom with like the Raiders and the Cardinals were probably the most poorly ran franchises. Yeah, it just it, it seems like they can't get out of their own way. But yeah, I just think if you're back to back years, number one pick, you have to pick a quarterback. That is your franchise, dude. I just I don't know. And I, sadly, the way the Titan season is going, I really kind of hope that they just lose out and somehow end up in like the second or third pick and get a chance to to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So, you know, he can kick ass with Will Levis for a few years before they trade him to the Eagles. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> All right, that's it. Is that it for the uh, news this week? That's it, man. All right, let's get into our picks. Actually, no, we got a bonus segment we're going to do this week before we get into the picks. Let's hit the music. Look at him. Potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, oh. chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it. Look. I 
got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, beans, greens. All right, guys, I had to make sure y'all got a couple hits of that bass before uh, before we get into the talk. So we, we kind of are going to go every other week on UniWatch, and if there's something big we need to talk about from the week prior, we'll just play catch up on it. We've seen pretty much every alternate that NFL teams are going to roll out this season at this point. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week, man. We're three days away from uh, from the big one, the biggest meal of the year, and we kind of just want to run down, like, you know, kind of building our perfect uh, Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, dude, is there any better place to start than stuffing? Like, I, 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 I almost like if you don't have stuffing at your Thanksgiving, I kind of wonder if you even know what Thanksgiving is at this point. Like, dude, stuffing is like the greatest thing ever. If it's homemade, it's just phenomenal. So I think, you know, we could get philosophical here, dude, because I'm pretty passionate about Thanksgiving. I would say the stuffing is important, right? That's kind of, I feel like that's the the first thing you think of even more than turkey on Thanksgiving, man, is that stuffing. Um, but I sometimes feel like the gravy is actually the most important part of the meal, dude. Mm. The gravy is what's, that's like the unifying flavor. Cause you know, dude, if you're any kind of Thanksgiving eater, you're drizzling that gravy over everything, right? Yeah. And you can bring back any leftovers with gravy as well. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of gravy. So I think this, the stuffing and the gravy, they're kind of like the unifying things. Cause I like I, the other thing, dude, like I like to, when I'm eating my Thanksgiving meal, I take a bite of something and then I'm chasing it with a bite of stuffing every time, dude. That's like oh. your, uh, that's, that's just the way to do it, man. So, um, we've done the last couple of years, dude, we've done white castle stuffing. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I've, I made it one year after Sheena told me about it. Yeah, pretty pretty dang good, man. I think I'd still probably go uh, traditional if I had to pick, but ch- ch- search some recipes for White Castle stuffing if uh, if you want to get a little bit adventurous this this Thanksgiving. What's um what's kind of like your preferred stuffing, Jordan? So the way my mom does it, she does it with like actual like bread pieces and everything like that. She doesn't do like stovetop or like any of the pre-made stuff. Yeah. Like she's making it homemade with with the giz- or with the uh giblets and everything like that from the turkey. Mm. Like she yep. ain't messing around. My mom's making it homemade and that that's the kind that I like is I prefer the homemade. Don't get me wrong, dude. I will kill a box of stovetop. Stovetop is fucking delicious, dude. Yeah, I'll kill a box of stovetop. I am I am not about to disgrace the good goddamn name of stovetop. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just prefer the homemade version more than anything. What about you? Uh, yeah, definitely, dude. You got to go homemade over stovetop, even though stovetop is delicious, man. But are you? Where, where are you at on your stuffing texture, dude? Do you like? Do you like it more on the dry side, like perfectly balanced moist, or do you like a nice, like soggy stuffing? Because I've seen the whole, the whole, you know, range of possibilities over my years of Thanksgiving eating. All right. So I like stuffing that, like, when you scoop down, it's moist on the inside, but it's got like that hard crust on top. Like, yeah, the, top, yeah. the top layer is crust, but it's still like soft when you get into the, into the middle of it like that's that's what i prefer because that way you get some texture on top and then you you mix it in with the the moist parts of the stuffing so yeah you don't want to turn into straight mush i've had some which is still decent but i've had some stuffings before people make where it's like straight up like you know almost the consistency of like mashed potatoes dude like it's very very soft oh yeah i i went to somebody's house once and the stuffing was like porridge like it gave me like the the feel of I was eating porridge or oatmeal. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? Oh, Travis Kelsey fumble. 
Told you, dude. This dude is not playing right, man. Something's going on with this dude. This dude is not in the game at all. His head is not in it. Play behind you. Yep, there you go. That's a game changer too, dude. 13 minutes ago in the fourth quarter, Eagles got it back. What's your read right now, man? Eagles winning this game? Good Lord, how did they not call holding on that play? Wait till you see the 32 from the Eagles. What's your read right now, uh, Jordan? Uh, dude, the Chiefs just look so weird on offense. I still think the Eagles are going to run it down their throats on this drive right here. Take the lead, which means the Chiefs are going to have the ball with a chance to win it. God, dude, it's really tough to pick against the Chiefs at home, but I just think the I Eagles. Are, home. I think I Mahomes think, still gets it done. I, uh, I get it. I just, I like I said, I still think the Eagles are the better team, so I'm going to go Eagles find a way to win it. Okay. All, All right. right. Um, let's go. Let's go back to main courses. Yeah, the important stuff, dude. Let's go back to our mains, man. Are you a turkey or a ham guy? I am 100% a ham guy. I I know that's like a lot of people just hate on ham, but like the way people hate on ham is the way I hate on Turkey. I just, unless it's perfect, like for me, like Turkey can get really dry if it's not perfectly done. And that's where your gravy comes in, I guess. But I don't know, man, I've just never <laughs> been a huge Turkey fan. Um, but are you a traditionalist? Do you have to have Turkey or could, could you do straight up Thanksgiving dinner with no Turkey? I mean, my family will always have turkey, so I'll never have to deal with that issue. But I think I could easily do Thanksgiving without turkey, honestly. Yeah, we've gone straight up non-traditional before, dude, because I'm I'm with you, dude. I I can enjoy turkey if it's like perfectly made and it does got the nostalgia factor, right? Having some turkey on Thanksgiving. Um, but we've done, you know, there's been years where me and Sheena just got like some really, really nice like deli turkey and just made some badass turkey sandwiches along with all the traditional thanksgiving sides um last year we did fried chicken dude because we were kind of the same thing we're like you know especially the prices being how they are now it's like you know we could go and spend freaking uh you know 60 70 bucks for a turkey that you know we kind of like or we could just do fried chicken which you know is going to be freaking delicious you know but homemade fried chicken homemade uh chicken tenders and do that with thanksgiving it was pretty bomb um so yeah i'm, I'm with you i can kind of take it or leave it but I, i'll go ham over ham's always more delicious dude ham's just it's way more satisfying man I also um, feel have like you ever it, had the go ahead. I also feel like it's really hard to fuck up a ham as opposed to a turkey. Like ham, I feel like even if it's not great, it's still salvageable. Like, dude, you fuck up a turkey, it's just cooked. Like, there's no saving it. You could do nothing to a ham, just put it in a slow cooker and heat it up, and it's gonna be good, dude. Like, yeah, you're right though. Turkey, you could totally fuck up, man. So this year we're actually we just did drumsticks, dude. I mean, the turkey leg is always my favorite part, also. So Sheena just got one of the local farms down here. We got six drumsticks that we're gonna cook up and just do that for our turkey this year. Nice, that'll be really good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. All right, so let's go. You know, you go first, dude. Name name another side that you love. Okay, so for me, I just I need a main. I need stuffing and I need like some really good, like dinner rolls. Like that, that's always my three staples. As long as I've got a protein, some stuffing and some dinner rolls, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm just good at that point. Like nothing else is like essential to me. Those are my three essentials every year for Thanksgiving. See, to me, I'm all about the sides, dude. The, the main courses are just an excuse to, to pile up all the different delicious sides. So let's go back to those rolls, dude, because I kind of want to get pretty granular on this conversation, dude. I was looking forward to this all week, man. 
Um, are you like a just savory, buttery roll kind of guy, or do you like like the Hawaiian sweet rolls? Like, what do you, what are you going for for your? Okay. Uh... So I, I love Hawaiian sweet rolls. Don't get it twisted, but that is not for me for Thanksgiving. I prefer like like when you go into a store during Thanksgiving. Like you guys have Kroger right down the street from you, right? Yeah, the bakery has like these dinner rolls at Kroger that are just like yep. phenomenal. And every year we get them, they're just heat and brown. Like they're just, they're, they're absolutely perfect. But you probably don't have one near you, but for everyone else that does Texas roadhouse, apparently you can order their rolls the week of Thanksgiving and they'll give them to With you the, uh, the cinnamon butter. Yep. And you can get them frozen so you can heat them up on Thanksgiving. Mm, nice. Didn't, dude. Did not know that till this year. Huh. Have you ever done the Popeye's Turkey for Thanksgiving? We did, but dude, it's such a ripoff, man. It's like expensive. We... It's over a hundred bucks now, dude. It's sadly, it was like we were when we first started doing that in two thousand ten, and it was like forty five, which was fine. But yeah, it's over a hundred bucks for a Popeyes turkey this year. Yeah, we got one two years ago, and I think it was eighty five dollars. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the last time I'm doing that. Yeah, they've bumped the price up so much on those things, man. Like it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, roll. You got to have your rolls there, dude. I know that's what the kids are going to go for, dude. Our kids will probably eat, you know, 90% rolls will be there. That'll be pretty much their meal. Um, what about deviled eggs, dude? You a big deviled egg guy? Oh, God, dude. I could house probably, I don't know, 20 deviled eggs right now. Like, it doesn't even <laughs> matter the time of year. I don't know why, but there's so many people that only equate that to a Easter side. I'm like, no, no, no. You that's, can do. I don't even think side i mean deviled eggs are thanksgiving christmas dude dude deviled eggs are yearly i don't need a holiday to eat a deviled <laughs> egg i love deviled eggs there was this bar in hawaii that we would go to sometimes they had deep fried deviled eggs oh, delicious dude there's a yeah place, i love the deviled eggs man. there's a place in omaha it's a restaurant that just specializes in deviled eggs it's called the deviled egg company and they have like i don't know 30 different kinds of deviled eggs and they're all delicious that's what's up dude 30 different, how are there even 30 different kinds of deviled eggs? Well, some of them are like pulled pork deviled eggs. There's just, mm. uh, there's like endless things. So you'll have to look it up. It's pretty You amazing. know, you made me think about it, dude, when you said devil. I always had an idea for uh, a restaurant concept. So, you know, like the, the frozen yogurt places, man, where like it, you go in, you, you make your own yogurt and then you take it up and you get all the different toppings that you want on it. Yeah. So imagine the same thing, but mashed potatoes, dude. You go in, you get a bowl, you got like six or seven different base types of like mashed potato. You know, you could have garlic, extra sour cream, you know, Yukon gold, you know, baby, whatever kind of potatoes you want, dude. And then you go up to the bar and there you got, you know, your bacon bits, your chives, your cheese, you know, all the different toppings. And and you, it's the same concept as the Froyo, but with uh, mashed potatoes, dude. Mm. Sounds delicious. And then like get like an ice cream machine and put deviled egg mixture in it and like give you hollowed out eggs so you can <laughs> like a custard yeah, machine dude. full of deviled egg mix. Deviled eggs are so good by themselves. You almost really don't even need to go nuts doing the extra to them. But I love them like with a little cayenne pepper and like some if you got like some chopped bacon on top of them, oh, dude, yeah. like just takes a whole nother level i sent she i don't think she was gonna do it man i sent her a recipe i saw on facebook it was the deviled eggs with a cajun grilled shrimp on top of the deviled egg oh my god that sounds phenomenal Dude, <laughs> i'm pretty sure you could put anything on top of a deviled egg and i'm eating it it doesn't really matter yeah to me. 
my concern was that I I thought that it would be great for the actual Thanksgiving meal, but you know, almost as important as the meal is the leftover experience. And I was thinking that that like Cajun egg on top or the Cajun shrimp might impart too much of the shrimp flavor. So like the next day, it might be kind of kind of weird tasting uh, if you go back for the leftover deviled eggs. But and even if you take the shrimp off, your problem that shrimp flavor is probably going to be soaked into the deviled eggs. So them as leftover because yeah. leftover shrimp is not the greatest thing ever either. No, um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that'd be good if you were having like a bunch of people over. I think that'd be a real hit for an hors d'oeuvre. But I don't think if it's just a family dinner. Maybe skip on that. All right. So gotta have the deviled eggs, dude. What you need mashed potatoes in addition to your stuffing? Because oh, I definitely do, man. Yeah, I love you, the mashed taters. You gotta have mashed taters. It's like uh in scary movie too when the when Chris <laughs> Elliott's got the hand and he's mixing them up with his little tiny hand. Like that's what I think of every time I see mashed potatoes. Yeah, gotta have the mashed taters, dude. It's, just, it's excellent. Now, one thing I don't really have to have on Thanksgiving is the mac and cheese, man. I know mac and cheese gets mentioned a lot as like a Thanksgiving must-have. I'm cool with the stuffing and the uh, the mashed potatoes, man. I, I don't need the mac and cheese dish on my plate. I mean, I'll, if somebody's making some bomb ass mac and cheese, trust me, dude. I'll, I'll I'll hit it up, dude. But I'm not I'm not requesting mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think over the years I've learned more and more that's like a a really southern staple that in um sweet potato or yams candied yams whatever you want to call it i just i can do without both of those pretty easily i don't even don't get me wrong i love mac and cheese like that's probably one of my favorite Same. things but i don't know man i just the way i was raised i just i i guess that was never just like a staple of our thanksgiving so um one of our staples was though my grandma always used to make green bean casserole. That was like just something she made every year. And we just got used to it as we were growing up. Um, still really good. It's just not the same when your grandma's not making it anymore. Yeah. Down South casseroles are a must, man. You're always going to, you're always going to have a variety of casseroles at a big family, family Thanksgiving. Um, let's see here. So one thing that's kind of, it may be unique to us. You don't know how widespread this are Thanksgiving, Christmas. We always do a batch of sausage balls. Are you familiar with the sausage ball, Jordan? Yeah, bro. We remember you, you and Sheena told us about them and Ari made some last year. Oh yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah. So what, what'd you think, dude? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, th those are phenomenal. Here is my only critique of them. The way we did them, we took them over to my mom's house. So it'd probably been like two or three hours after baking them and not as good that way. I feel like if they're, when they're hot and fresh out of the oven, cause when we had them straight out of the oven, they were phenomenal, but yeah, like you want them hot or fresh out of the oven, or if not, popping them in the um, pop them in the uh, the air fryer for about thirty seconds, man. But yeah, the sauce—they're good to do like first thing in the morning, so you got those kind of just snack on throughout the day as you're waiting for the uh, the food to get done. Uh, one of my really good friends actually started a charcuterie company this year, and we're getting a charcuterie board from her for. Well, I saw that. Yeah, I saw you sharing it. It looked, really, it looked like a badass charcuterie board, dude. Yeah, man, she kills it. She does a really good job. But we, we've we always been about the charcuterie board. I think we've done one at my mom's the last three years. And yeah, dude, it's just, it holds you over till the meal. My dad is big on the uh, the cheese ball, dude. You know, like the... Oh, yeah. The, you know, you car carve on it with some crackers next to it. He's all about that, dude. So we'd usually do... Uh, we usually get like the the cheese ball with the crackers and just get like some, you know, like Pepperidge Farm, like summer sausage, dude, and cut that shit up, dude, on the, uh, have on a little platter. Um, yeah, cheese balls are phenomenal. I think the last one that we have to talk about, man, is cranberry sauce, dude. You a cranberry sauce guy? Only if it's out of the can. 
<laughs> that's one of those things that like homemade is just never going to touch the, like the regular not even like you don't even get the fancy stuff get the straight up ocean spray freaking can, cran, uh, canned cranberry sauce easy for me to say yeah it it definitely has to be ribbed for your pleasure <laughs> um, alright so what are you doing for your Bev man Thanksgiving to me is kind of one of the holy days for drinking beer along with like you know July 4th um where is St. Patrick's Day? Um, are, are you just drowning brews from the moment you wake up in the morning or what's kind of your drinking game plan for the day? So here's my thing. So I used to like try to get really creative on holidays and then I'd end up shit faced by two o'clock. So <laughs> I've really had to stick strong to the, the bush lights only because I mean, dude, in a, a full day of football and all day eating, you can easily drown 20 bush lights. So you, you don't really want to be uh, starting your day off with four or five IPAs because then by the time it's time to eat, you're already cooked and there's no yeah, coming it's, back. Yeah, it's a light beer day for sure. Yeah, we used to do like some mixed drinks and stuff. That's more for Christmas, I guess. But, oh, what a dot. Good Lord, dude. I don't understand how Jalen Hurts looks so good someplace and then so awful the next one. What happened? I'm I'm behind you, dude. I've... He just threw a 50-yard pass to Devontae Smith. They're down to the one-yard line. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same, dude. Light light beer, dude. Take it. Stay away from the hard stuff because you know you're gonna have to help out in the kitchen, keep the kids entertained, all that stuff. So you can't. You you can only take the buzz up to like a you know a six or so on the scale and keep it going. And then dessert, man. What's your go-to dessert? All right, so. We have two that are always like a, a staple of Thanksgiving. We have uh, my mom makes pumpkin bars. It's like a, it's everything that you do in a cheesecake, obviously minus the crust, and it's like it's just a bar type thing. And then they do cream cheese frosting over the top of them. Absolutely phenomenal. You should be able to get them at a lot of stores. Like I think Costco carries them too, and I know Kroger will have them every once in a while um in the section during thanksgiving but they're really good and then my mom makes uh this is actually my wife's favorite thing it's called strawberry pretzel salad so it's a base layer of crushed up pretzels and sugar and then it's a layer of marshmallow fluff and marshmallows and then strawberry jello with sliced up strawberries and the jello on top it's yeah, like that my sounds wife's favorite pretty thing. freaking incredible. Yeah, it's like my wife's. We're big thing. on the the uh, the skillet cookie over here, dude. Just put oh. a bunch of cookie dough in the skillet, and heat it up, man. That's kids love it, dude. It stays. It's almost like it's not raw, but it's you know I'd say it's rare um, on the inside, so it's still like nice and gooey. And get that, you know, get it piping hot with like some vanilla ice cream on top of it, dude. Just chef's kiss, man. Oh yeah, that's absolute perfection right there. All right, I think that is it for Thanksgiving. While we're here, man, let's go ahead and do the uh, beverage break. What are you sipping on tonight, man? Very fitting that I'm sipping on Bush Light tonight. Um, I know this is going to be a long week. Uh, Wednesday, we're actually doing like a we do we do our networking group for my for my job every Wednesday, which actually just turns into a drinking fest. But um, there's going to be like eight to fifteen of us getting together on Wednesday uh, around noon to kind of just signal in the holiday season so it's gonna be fun but i got a long week of drinking 
Yeah, I'm doing uh, just Miller High Life, kind of taking it easy as well. I, you know, I told you I found that um, our Walmart they got 24 packs of Miller High Life cans, which isn't always easy to find. I feel like typically I usually just see it in bottles, um, but it's like the 125 year anniversary of Miller High Life or something like that. Interestingly enough, man, it's cheaper than than Miller Lite. I don't see how that's possible. Miller High Life is definitely the superior brew, um, but I guess it's just all about marketing. So yeah, Miller High Life for me. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into the picks? Let's do it. Yeah. Bridge over trouble water. Ice in my muddy water. All right, Jordan, tell us how we did last week. <laughs> All right. We both went nine and four, and we both have the Eagles tonight, so another tie. So on the season, that brings us to uh, Seth with five wins, Jordan with three wins, and three ties. All right, man. So that's good. I'm, I'm hoping I can just close this out, dude. Keep this two-game lead going so I don't got to sweat the, uh, the last week of the season, man. You ready to get into week 12? I am. All right. Starting off opening game on Thursday, we got the Packers and the Lions in Detroit. Dude, what an exciting time. We actually get to watch a good Lions team on Thanksgiving. Like, how exciting of a day is that? I'm, I'm already jacked to watch the Lions game, if I'm being completely honest with you. Like, dude, the Lions being good somehow makes Thanksgiving better. So, I'm definitely going Lions. There's no way I'm picking the Packers. I'll tell you this. They better win this game, dude. That yeah. crowd's going to be so fired up. You know it's the Packers who traditionally have dominated. You know, they've had a few down years here and there, but... Really, the, for the last 30 years, dude, the Packers have kind of dominated the the NFC North or, you know, the NFC Central back in the day. Like, the Lions need – they owe their fans an ass-kicking. They don't need to be no good game. The Lions need to go out there and kick the shit out of Jordan Love and the Packers. Dude, that is going to be the loudest crowd probably ever in Lions history, right? I mean, there's just – there's no way it's not. That, that crowd is going to be just in full throat from the time that ball kicks off to the time that game ends. Yeah, it would have been like that no matter the opponent, but the fact that it's the Packers coming into town, like, yeah, those guys, they're going to be well lubricated. Uh, It's going to be a fun environment. I'm excited for the game. And I'm just, I'm I'm actually rooting for the Lions just because I feel like they do have a really, really awesome fan base, man, and and they deserve this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going Lions as well, so. Same. All right. The Washington Commanders and the Cowboys, that'll be our second game. You know, if you'd asked me before Sunday, I thought this would have been a sneaky good game because the Commanders have been pretty damn plucky all season long. Um, you know, just they, they've won some games they shouldn't have, and they've been some tough beats against some really good teams. But they went out and lost to the passing Paisan, you know, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> and it uh, uh, and really got freaking wiped off the field by the Giants, dude. I think that it's going to be tough to watch that stank off. We're going into Dallas on Thursday, which is traditionally – a really tough place to play. The Cowboys generally get the job done um, in front of the entire country on Thanksgiving. I think the Cowboys roll in this one as well. Yeah, this is going to be a smacking. Like, I would not be surprised if this is like a 30-point game, honestly. Yeah, Cowboys are 10.5-point favorites, man. I mean, there's, you know, on the the entire multiverse out there, dude, there is a scenario where the, the commanders just do play their best game and make it come down to a wire, but the Cowboys really been kicking ass and they've really, you know, to their credit, they've been handling their business against bad teams. That, that game against the Cardinals, I think was a real outlier for the most part. The Cowboys have been kicking the shit out of the, uh, the lightweights of the NFL this season. Yeah. It, it's not going to be close. 
All right, we got a pretty good game for the night game. You know, classic rivalry. The Niners heading into Seattle to face the Seahawks, who blew one yesterday against the Rams. Man, I do not feel good about this game for the Seahawks, and I wish I did because I would prefer them to win because I want this division to stay close. But, dude, the 49ers are fully healthy again. I just I don't I do not see a world where the Seahawks win this game. Brock Purdy had the uh uh perfect QB rating game yesterday, 158.3. I think it's I saw a stat his first time since like 1986. A 49ers quarterback had done that. Joe Montana had done it in a game way back in the day. So yeah, dude. Uh Niners, they seem to be two teams heading in different directions. I think the Niners get the win. Okay. I'm watching to see what happens here. I reset my feed, man. I'm on. I just saw Patrick Mahomes with that incompletion on third down, dude. How far behind am I than you? Nope, you're good. We're on the same exact spot. Should have nice. got picked off, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely should have. So it looks like the Eagles are going to get the ball back. Now, this is the time where if you're the Eagles, you got to impose your will, dude. You go straight smash mouth. It, you know, I make a statement. The The Chiefs don't get the ball back unless they're getting it back down two scores if I'm the if I'm the Eagles right here. Dude, do you see um, what I'm saying, though, about the Chiefs? Like, look at their offense. Dude, it's like, Patrick Mah- Mahomes, man. He trusts yeah, Patrick no Mahomes one. Is a one-man team. He yeah. trusts no one, dude. There's nobody They're just not team. getting any separation, dude. I don't, even if he trusts them, they're just not the passes there to throw. I mean, he could force it into coverage, dude. But, yeah, there's just their receiving core is just horrible, man. And the, uh, the crazy think, thing me, is this was the game for them to get back on track, dude. The Eagles' passing defense is horrible. Yeah, the uh, – me watching the games, I think Mahomes is as good as he's ever been, but there is just nobody there, man. And obviously, Kelsey, unless Taylor Swift's there, he, he's like a you know a, a regular tight end, dude. Dude, um, Travis Kelsey goes from like all world to like uh, a backup tight end when when Taylor Swift isn't in the building. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, like, again, Patrick Mahomes is good enough to where he can win you a ton of games all by himself, but. Against the toughest teams, man, it's going to be situations like this where he just uh, – it's just not enough, man. Um, all right, let's see here, dude. I just – excuse me. I think we may have to do some – cross the streams and have some breaking news here. Randy Orton is going to be at Survivor Series. He's been revealed as the final member of uh, Cody and Seth's team for War Games, dude. The worst kept secret in all of wrestling. <laughs> all right let's get back to our regularly scheduled program man all right uh friday black friday football this is on my birthday dude it's a little birthday present for me uh the dolphins traveling to new york to face the jets i don't think there's any scenario where the jets are even competitive in this game dude they're starting tim boyle with trevor seaman as their backup like come on man this is not a game let's be serious here we oh, do got to put some respect on his name, dude. It is Simeon. His last name isn't actually Seaman, so I do feel the need to point that out. Dude. <laughs> Not that it matters, but you know, with at least a little bit of uh, respect on the Simeon family name, dude. He said Trevor Seaman. Uh, but our, our viewers love that. Or our listeners love that. So we'll just leave yeah, it they Steven. do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think Dolphins kick their ass, dude. No need to go any deeper on that. All right, this is an interesting game, man. I'm I'm gonna let you go on first because I I'm 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 gonna hear your thoughts and then base my pick off that, dude. The six and four Steelers traveling into Cincy to face John Browning and the Bengals. 
I almost kind of lean Bengals, dude. I feel like they're going to be, I think they're, you know, at least for a couple weeks, usually we'll see teams rally around the backup quarterback, right? Like everybody's going to step their game up a little bit and there's no film on this guy. Um, so, you know, he's, he's kind of playing with house money out there, nothing to lose. I could see a loose, confident Bengals team going out there and beating the Steelers team who's in a little bit of turmoil after that ugly loss against the Browns. The only issue with what you just said, though, is that would require them to score on the Steelers' defense, which I don't have a Steelers lot of. Steelers' defense is rock solid. It's yeah. nails, dude. I just I think the Steelers' defense is just going to hold the Bengals to nothing in that game. So I'm going to go Steelers in a really low-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think this is going to be very similar to that Browns game. I think it's going to be 13 to 10, and, you know, a bounce here or there is what's going to decide who who has the 13. I'm going to go Bengals, dude, for the sake of us having some uh, mix-up. I, I think the Bengals get a little glimmer of hope and get the win against the Steelers. All right. This would be their All first right, win against the AFC North, too. Yeah, which would be fitting. You know, that'd make perfect Bengal sense to do it after Joe Burrow gets hurt. It would. Uh, big matchup. One of the biggest games of the week. The 7-3 and three Jaguars heading into Houston to face the red-hot Texans. Dude, I, I think what the Texans did yesterday was a classic case of looking ahead to the following week. This has got to be the biggest Texans game in a while. It's 2019 season was the last time they were in the playoffs, man. So, yeah, this is probably the biggest game in four years. I'm going Texans, dude. I just do not trust the Jaguars at all, man. Like, them beating the crap out of the Titans did nothing for me as far as their outlook for the rest of the season. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah, I think D'Amico Ryans is a much better coach in the the small sample size that we've seen from him so far. I think he gets it done. And, uh, yeah, since the Jaguars really need that'll be the second. They'll be a commanding lead of that division because that means they'll have the season sweep on the Jaguars. I agree. Texans win. All right, the four and six Bucks heading into Indy to face the five and five Colts. God, dude, I don't like anything that Tampa Bay does, but I just, dude, the Colts are bad. They barely beat a horrible New England team in Germany. <sighs> they are coming off a bye. Oh God, dude, I'll go Bucks. I think I'm going Colts, man. The Bucks seem to be. It'd be, uh, you know, fading big time from that start they had. I think the Colts get the job done off the bye. All right. All right. The Saints and the Falcons in Atlanta. Nope. I hate to I, say it, dude. I think the Saints win, man. Nope. I, I will never pick the Saints against the Falcons. I don't care how high the odds are. I think the Falcons are absolutely god-awful. There's just zero chance I'm picking the Saints. I'll go Falcons. Can't Is do it, Derek dude. Carr starting? Yep. Sounds like Derek Carr is starting. Yeah, if Jameis was starting, I'd be much more confident in the Saints. I don't. I still don't know why they don't give. I guess they already invested in Derek Carr. You kind of got to see it through this season. But you know, I'm a big Jameis fan, man. I want to see him get his shot again. All right. All right, so you're picking Falcons. I am. All right, nice, dude. So we probably will not have a tie this week. All right, Patriots and the Giants in New York. This, you know, ten years ago, this would have been the game of the season. But now we're looking at two of the bottom feeders of the league. I'm gonna go I Patriots. still got enough hope in Belichick, dude, that I think he's going to get it done, man. I think I think Belichick finds a way. Uh, you know, going against a rookie quarterback, traditionally that's been a good matchup for him, and I think he does off a little bit of the Bill Belichick defensive magic and, uh, and the Patriots win. Yeah, same here. I'm going Patriots. 
Let me see. Do we know is Mac Jones officially benched or is he starting this week? Uh, that I, I should have looked this up right now. Yeah, so they said the pay, they're going to decide at practice. They said however practice goes this week, that's how they're going to decide who starts. Well, that's always good in week eleven or week twelve. Yeah, that's great. Panthers traveling to Nashville to face the Titans. I think that this is a get right game for the Titans. And sadly, you know, I told you earlier, I'm almost rooting against them just for draft purposes. But I think they do get the win against Bryce Young and the Panthers. The Panthers are so bad, dude. I just that team is just in. I think Frank Reich's gonna get fired after a season. He's bad. Titans. Yeah, I saw a report today, man, that uh, said he's already on the hot seat. Which their their owner, David Tepper, is been uh he's quick to pull the trigger on a coach man he's already fired a couple coaches there in carolina um he owns a soccer team also out of charlotte and I, apparently he's fired in, in like the three or four years he's on that team he's fired the head coach twice so yeah this guy is not very patient at all i don't think that's the way to run an organization um but unfortunately you know he bought him he can do what he wants and it sounds like frank reich maybe one and done there yeah, they're get, Frank Reich's giving us the classic snip snap. I'm calling the plays now. I'm not calling <laughs> the plays. I'm calling them again. Yeah, not good. They're in a bad place. And their quarterback is five foot five, so five five one forty. Yeah, solid guy to have. All right, the four and six Rams heading to play the two and nine Cardinals. I think the Rams get the win, man. Matt, the stat line didn't look great, but Matt Stafford played really tough yesterday. Sean McVay is an absolutely outstanding coach, dude. Even with the Super Bowl win, I feel like he doesn't get nearly enough credit as he should because that roster is dog shit right now. Um, I, I think they go into Arizona and they beat Kyler and the Cardinals. Yeah, and now the Rams are missing Cup, too. Sounds like he's going to end up missing the rest. Jesus, Kelsey, are you oh kidding me, dude? How did he miss oh, This that, is dude. what I mean, dude. This dude is not serious about playing football. There's no way you can tell me he is. This dude's never just played the look this bad. in his face, dude. Yeah. The ball hit him right in his hands. Yeah, that was horrible. He dropped it before the defender even got there and put that hit on him. Jesus, dude. All right, so what was your pick? I, I picked Rams. Who you so picking? did I, but hold on. Let's watch this play because this is yeah, pretty much the down. game. Kelsey wasn't dropping that one. Good catch, dude. That's the way it bounced back. All right, um, Browns and the Broncos in Denver. This is a pretty good game, dude. I don't think it's going to be a great game to watch. It's intriguing from a standings, but I feel like this is going to be a, a bowling shoe ugly game, as uh, as Jim Ross would say. Browns and Broncos in Denver. I just think the Browns are a better team. I'm going Browns. And I, I think the Sean Broncos Pins. get the win, man. I feel the Browns are loaded, dude, but their offense. It's so bad right now, dude. It's duct tape and bubblegum, man. I feel like the Broncos get the win and kind of put a put a stop to a little bit of the Browns magic they've had going the last few weeks. I'm picking Denver. All right. Chiefs and Raiders in Vegas. Regardless of how this one plays out, I think the Chiefs are gonna are gonna roll and generate a little bit more momentum heading into the last month of the regular season. Agreed. Bills and Eagles uh, in Philly. Oh boy. I'm going Eagles. Eagles are definitely the better team. I feel like the Bills got a little bit of desperation mode going. I really want to pick the Bills, but I don't think I can do it, man. I think the Bills take a hard-fought loss, and shockingly, they're going to be sitting at 6-6 six and six after 12 games. Yep. Ravens and Chargers on Sunday night. I think the Ravens kick their ass, and 
the heat gets turned up even higher on Brandon Staley, if that's even possible. You know, they blew a game to a very, very beatable Packers game on Sunday, or Packers team on Sunday. I think the Ravens stomp them, and you start to we start to wonder if Staley gets fired the next day. I think the Ravens win so convincingly that there's no question that Staley gets fired on Monday morning. That would be a very attractive job, man, for anybody coming in. You already got the quarterback there, dude. And it's pretty pretty damn loaded roster, man. I really feel like coaching is the big issue in in Los Angeles. Agreed. All right, and last game, Monday Night Football, Bears and Vikings. I think the Vikings get the win. Vikings are playing really, really good football right now. I thought they played great, um, even in that loss last night against the Broncos. I think that was just, you know, Broncos played them tough, and they still gave them everything they could handle. I think the Vikings beat the Bears pretty bad on Monday night. I'm going Vikings as well. This is not confirmed that this is for sure the Monday night game, though. I uh, I told Seth this before we went on air. Schefter tweeted that they can now flex Monday night games out, um, and it begins this week with Bears and Vikings. So, finally, they're giving Monday night football their due and trying to give them good games on Monday night football because, dude, it's ridiculous how many bad Sunday and Monday night games we've had this year. Like, we should be getting games like this on Sunday and Monday nights every week. So if you got your pick, are you going? I think the two big candidates, man, you got you got the Bills and the Eagles, and you got the Jags and Texans. Which one are you taking? I would probably, probably go Bills-Eagles, dude. I think I would go Jags-Texans just because the Eagles are on Monday night right now. True, yeah. The football nerd in me wants to go Jags-Texans, but I'm thinking like TV executive. That's a lot of star power in that um, – in that Bills Eagles game. The only problem is, is that Bills Eagles game has got to be the main 325 game on CBS, and usually they don't want to give. They ain't gonna up. give that up. Yeah, I imagine that's probably how this. Is. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be straight up. Have they put any details on it? Because I imagine it's not just gonna be like, you know, smorgasbord for ESPN. Like, pick which game you want. I'm pretty sure they're gonna let the networks pick. You know, uh, protect a couple games for themselves. Yeah, they're not gonna give up a national game. There's there's no way that's happening. All right, let's see what happens here. First play of the two-minute drive. Hmm. Okay, uh, so that's it for picks. Let's get into million-dollar bets. Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, how we do last week? Well... I had Cowboys minus 11 for 100K, which hit. And then I had Browns minus three and a half for 50K, which missed by a half point. So Mm. on the season, I am 12 and 10 plus 175K. (sighs) Oh my gosh, dude. Did you see that? Yep. Just barely, barely missed it. How do you drop that, dude? Because it's Marquez Valdez Scanlon who has been known to be a dropsies. What a freaking throw from Patrick Mahomes, dude! Patrick Mahomes just what is the defender doing on that play? Is the real question. Oh my god! I mean, dude, he didn't have to fall down. I don't know why he fell down. He hit him right in stride. Well, once again, Patrick Mahomes cannot do it all himself. Now we got third down, back to pass. He's rolling, and that's he's rolling, grounding. And that's grounding. Yep. There is if they don't call grounding on this, they really do rig the games for the Chiefs because that ball is not even close to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that's eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, 
Okay. <laughs> so, I was like, dude, what are we talking about yeah. here? It's not even close. All right. How did I do? Oh, uh, you had the commanders minus 10 for 50 K. That was a solid bet. <laughs> God. And then you have the Eagles plus three right here for 150 K. Uh, All right. Uh, nice. Here's what, here's what you're staring down here. Swaggy. You're 11 and 10. You're minus 150 K. So this gets you to 12 and 10 and even money. If this hits, if it doesn't, Oh boy. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe MVS dropped that freaking pass, man. How do you I mean, how are you not like cut the next day off a play like that? You probably are cut the next day off a play like that. I mean, what a freaking throw by Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh first off, I'm gonna bet on my team, the Titans. I <laughs> to show you how confident I am, I'm gonna put exactly fifty K that they cover the three and a half points against the Panthers. It would not shock me at all if this game comes down to a field goal at the end. So uh that's why I'm I'm hedging a little bit and I'm only gonna do fifty K on the Titans to cover against the Panthers. Three and a half, you said? Yep. Yep. All right, my first bet. I'm going all Thanksgiving, dude. I'm going nice. Lions minus seven and a half, and I'm going Cowboys minus 11 for 50K each. I was going to take the Cowboys, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to bet the same games as you, man. I will go, I'll put my money where my mouth is, man. I'll lay another 50K on the Bengals, man, beating the Steelers. Bengals are plus one, so it's pretty much a pick them, but I'll take 50K on the, uh, the Bengals to beat the Steelers. All right. All right, and we have one listener question from this week. It's actually not even football-related, man. Sheena hit us up with a uh, a pretty thought-provoking one, man. Um, if you could go back in time, so for those, you know, the Goal Line exclusive shows, my, my wife, Sheena, uh, she says, if you could go back in time to your childhood and get one toy for Christmas that you really wanted but never got, what would it be? Ooh. Man, one toy that I never got. Probably the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Technodrome. Um, yeah, that, that was something I always sweet. wanted, but I think either my mom didn't have enough money to get it or it was sold out everywhere. Game over. Eagles win. Seth is even Eagles on money. Get it going. You, you, you saved your soul this week on gambling. <laughs> she It'll win that freaking game, dude. Dude, big win for the Eagles. I told you when this fourth quarter started, they are the better team, and you cannot count on the Chiefs receivers. That's what I kept saying, and you cannot count on the Chiefs receivers still. Yeah. If you shut down, if you shut down Travis Kelsey, they cannot win now, dude. There's no way anybody's going to convince me that anyone's scared of Kadarius Tony and Justin Watson and Rasheed Rice. Like, there's just they're not good enough. Did you? Did you see that replay, man? Even the ball went right down, through his dude. hands. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. That's this team insane, is not good man. enough. That was a terrible defensive play by the Eagles. Good God! What a freaking throw by Patrick Mahomes, dude. I mean, yeah, dude. Jordan says, you know, I love the quarterbacks, dude. But I mean, just dude, those two throws right there, both incompletions, man. They were both freaking incredible, dude. Look at Travis Kelsey on the sideline. Does he look angry to you at all? This dude is not – doesn't give a shit about football. I'm trying to tell you guys. This dude does not care about football. I'll tell you, bro. I just think it's hard to care if you're married to – or if you're dating a billionaire, dude. Like, 
It just seems like small potatoes, man. No, he's dating the biggest star in the world. It has nothing to do with money. He's dating the biggest star in the world. Yeah. That's all it is, dude. All right, so mine was the technodrome. Technodrome for you. Um, in hindsight, my parents were right for never getting me this, but I remember dying to get a Sega Saturn, dude. Whenever I was oh, yeah. uh, a kid, when it first came out, man, like I just, you know, I was. I was a hardcore gamer dude. Like I had a subscription to electronic gaming monthly. And again, looking back, I think my parents didn't get it just cause they didn't want to drop, you know, whatever it was like 400 bucks on a video game console for me. I don't think that they were like, they knew that the, the Sega Saturn was going to be one of the biggest crash and burn systems ever. But I remember begging for a Sega Saturn and not getting it. And just, I felt like I was missing out so much when looking back, like there was really like three or four good games for Saturn. It would have, it would have been a disaster because I think I got the PlayStation the next year after, which was a much greater console. But yeah, Sega Saturn for me, man, that was one that I uh, I felt at the time, I felt like I was really missing out on. Bro, not going to lie to you, knowing you the way that I do, the way you started off that sentence with, my parents were probably right not getting it for me. I swear to God, you were about to say a Jenna Jameson sex doll or something. Wow, dude. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you, man? It's the week of Thanksgiving, you fucking sicko. Oh, really? That is like, that's where we're going to draw the line is me saying that. All right. Well, at least I know where there's a hard line at now. Well, I mean, that implies that I would have even asked my parents for a Jim Jameson sex doll at, you know, 11, 12 years old, dude. Uh, hit us with some closing thoughts before we get out of here, man. We had, we did, we had 68 minutes of fucking audio gold, dude. And then you just put it up in smoke with that just tasteless crass comment. Come on, man. You know I'm good for at least one <laughs> bad comment a week. Like, dude, if we make it through 68 minutes with one bad comment for me, that's pretty damn good. Let's be honest. Well, I thought we got it out of the way when you referred to the Jets' backup quarterback as Trevor Seaman. Oh, that was just a, a slip. No, nothing meant by that at all. Just a little semen slip? Exactly. It happens <laughs> a little, to the little slip of the semen. Yeah. Hey, it's right. some closing thoughts, man. We'll get out of here. Uh, you guys have a great Thanksgiving week. Um, spend time with your family. If you don't have family, spend time with someone you love. And, yeah, enjoy the week of football, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, yeah. Hey, what? I'm about to. Hey. Down the bomb. Let's go, man. I'm about to cook a turkey up. I'm about to eat food. I'm about to eat up all this shit. I'm about to eat. Woo! I'm about to drink up all this wine. Make it a wine scene. I want potatoes with some butter and some sour cream. I want a crisp with some apple and some ice cream. Red stains on my Gucci. Get it dry clean. Shiny text from a droid is text a lime green. I hit the key food. I need to pick up mad things. More cream, more greens, more beans, caffeine, margarine, poutine. Fine. Man, I'm lying, man, we don't serve fucking poutine My wife won't stop taking pictures, photograph queen Saturday, I'm on Survivor Series, big screen If my girl makes a cake, I'll eat the whole thing She went to Forest Hills High, she represent queen When I sleep on Wednesday night, I'm having food dreams Do we serve the meat with cheese? Man, of course not And don't bring a bear's location, it's a sore spot He's spending time with his mom, but we got rock About to take him to Carvel, that's my tour stop My mom just brought out the bread and I need it, man, I need it Dip that shit in some gravy, then I eat it Acting like my commies won't whoop the cowboy's ass But we all know them boys gonna be defeated Be defeated, be defeated Feed it, feed it, and I, and I need some fucking pie Then I eat it, then I eat it, then I eat it Eat it, 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 eat
do I sound like this? Matter of fact, why does Drake sound like this? Why are we whispering? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Thanksgiving, motherfucker.